Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great, thanks. Good. Um, yeah. I had a great saga today trying to get lunch for myself. Um, oh. Yeah. I'm sure down oh, in the yeah. States, you guys have like those food delivery services where you can get food delivered to you, right? Like, 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 why, why wouldn't we? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know what goes on in the states much anymore. But like, up here we have like Uber Eats and space. But what? We have like Uber Eats and DoorDash stuff like that. Yeah, we have that too. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like a hyper local reference and like it's something like Canada. But oh, gotcha. So, okay. So I, I, I wanted to get some ramen. I was really feeling some ramen today for lunch. And then they were like, oh, we talked about it last podcast episode. I think. Yeah. And then they were like, sorry, the, we had to cancel your order. So then I ordered another thing of ramen and Wait, why did they cancel your order? Because apparently the people weren't there. They were like, sorry, they didn't acknowledge your order. I was like, okay. So I ordered from a different oh. ramen place and same thing. So I'm I didn't... just like, nope, we're not doing it. No, nobody wanted to make me my ramen today. So finally Aww. I just settled and bought uh got a burgers from five guys which was delicious but also like it's not ramen so i'm a little slightly disappointed right. i do like five guys but i was just a little disappointed i didn't get my ramen today so you may have to do your own ramen. you know i do need to one day figure out how to make it because i do like it it probably would be good to learn it's but art yeah well i i did meet somebody who was like it's basically the instant noodles i'm like no it's not like you, you don't get the point you don't you don't understand the ramens someone oh i see though if you haven't been exposed to like real ramen that yeah. you think that that i yeah. could see that yeah because really like for those who don't know like yeah when you get those instant noodles yeah they're like dried up and then yeah you rehydrate them but like mm-hmm. uh a good ramen place will make it from scratch and have fresh. like fresh noodles so yeah Plus, you get, like, and, all and the toppings. Yeah, and then some markets, you can buy them fresh, too. Yeah. Well, even, like, the broth that you get, like, it takes them, like, days to make it. Like, it takes a long time to make mm-hmm. a proper ramen broth. So It really is an art form. Yeah. It is. It, so when people tell you, it's just, like, instant noodles, like, no, it's not. It's not like instant I mean, noodles. yeah, technically, that is ramen. Yeah, but not. I can see that, but not the ramen we're talking about. No, not the one that you're paying like 10, 15 bucks for or something like that. So, anyways, ramen's great. You know what else is great? Gilmore Girls. Yep. Yep. Ramen and Gilmore Girls is the ultimate. You know, I've done that quite a few times. I've just had like a bowl of ramen and watched some Gilmore Girls. And I think nothing is more comforting Mm -hmm. than this life than a big bowl of ramen and some Mm -hmm. Gilmore Girls. Right. Um, Before we dive in, how's the weather? It has been rainy all day today. I don't know if we're getting leftover from the hurricane or what. Mm. It's been pretty icky. It's been so icky that Scamp was like, "No, I'll just, I'll just, you know, go over here and rest. I'm not gonna bother going potty outside." That makes like, Are sense. Are you sure, buddy? He's like, absolutely. He's like, I don't do wet paws. <laughs> he really doesn't. Like you can see, like he had to go, and he's like, fine. And he takes like one step off the off the patio, and he's yeah. like, "I'll just go right here. I'm not, you know, I I'm not into the grass and the toes, so mm. I'm just gonna go right here." Like he does like one millimeter over, and then he runs back in. 
That's funny. I was like, buddy, it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's Gap funny. is particular. He's, he's very sensory oriented. You know, like he doesn't. Mm. You know, he likes his creature comforts. Which is fair for a lot of people, not I just mean, dogs. Yeah. Yeah. But, he is uh, who he is. That's okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's sunny. It's 18 degrees Celsius, which is 65 Fahrenheit. Cool um, enough, though. Yeah, which is fine. This is how it normally is, so. <laughs> it reminds me of that dog meme. Everything's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. Or it's the, fine. <laughs> I, did, I did send somebody the very famous kink, don't kink shame me meme that I shared oh, with you before. That was, that's also a great one. If you don't know, there's a there's a it, it's an image of a dog on a leash, and someone's trying to like restrain the dog, and the dog says, "Don't kick shame me," because you know it's like, oh, the dog's the dog's got a collar on is the joke, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, get more girls. Um, we're we're you know it's funny because I think like the first couple episodes of Get More Girls were like, hey, here's all the characters, and now you kind of get that again because. Now Rory's in uh, university, so they have to introduce a whole new bunch of characters, Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) including reintroducing Paris, which I thought was great. Paris. Which you you called, by the way. Which, oh, I called that? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, as soon as they said the people's initials, they said, oh, well, all the people that live here, PG. And I'm like, Paris Geller. Yeah. 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 I mean, let's talk about first the how typical is it you think that Paris would be able to be quiet about being Rory's roommate? That seemed not real. Well, she did have that like life coach or something, so something tells me maybe he took her phone away or something, so maybe she'd had no means of actually contacting Rory and telling her. That's what I was assuming. And we find we found out her nanny that she was so attached to moved. Yeah. Which they, it's funny, they make it seem like she's passed away, but then they're like, oh no, she just moved. So. Right, but, but that could, that creates a lot of grief. Yeah, especially for Paris, who's so, so attached to her nanny. But at the same so time, too. Her nanny. Yeah, raised her. Yeah. Shout out to the show for actually doing something that makes sense, because why would Paris need a nanny? I mean, arguably, why would she need a nanny at 18, anyways? But, uh, you know. That's her mom. Yeah. True. That's, that's, but yeah. in terms of like, well, Paris is now out of the house and at university, so yeah, she doesn't need a nanny. So I thought, uh, part of me was like, that seems very realistic. Like, at least they didn't try to shoehorn in some excuse for why the nanny was still there. They were like, yeah, yeah. this makes sense. The nanny's job is done. Paris is an adult. Like, <laughs> there's nothing else to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. She has her life coat that comes with her. Yeah. Which- which provides a lot of good quotes that Paris is trying to hold it together. Yeah. And not be Paris, basically. Yeah. So Paris is expecting to overhaul her entire personality. Mm-hmm. Instead of changing, like, one thing at a time. Which is very Paris, right? She's going to try and change her whole personality at once. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we get introduced to a few different uh, characters uh, that are, you know, popping up. I think probably one of the biggest, uh, well, I mean, there's bigger, but you got uh, Tana, or Tana, the mm-hmm. the roommate, who, uh, very socially awkward, but I thought I thought it was kind of charming. Like, also, a, 16. Or yeah. Is she 15? Did she say she's 15 going on 16? or? I think she was 16. 
16. Okay, going on 17. Yeah. Yeah. You got naked guy. There's that guy. Professor guy that calls him freshman. Oh, no. You know what? I'm thinking of the episode ahead. Never mind. They had the party the next oh, episode. What am I thinking? That's usually, my, that's usually my gig is to say the wrong episode. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. I'm like, no. That's okay. I... Yeah. To be fair, though, this, the, these two episodes are very much like, here's Yale, here's the new like setting and characters. So they, it did kind of bleed together a little bit. But but we don't have Kirk in either this episode or the next one. What happened to Kirk? I need to know. What happened to him and his cat? He's, he's working somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, we don't hear about his cat anymore either. Remember he came in, he was all scratched up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This episode, I think, yeah, well, this is basically uh, Lorelai taking Rory to um, Yale, dropping her off and getting her set up. And I thought there was some pretty pretty funny moments, like her, uh, Lorelai telling the, the person, like, oh, somebody told me I could be here, you know, like, it was a little mm -hmm. bit of, like, Lorelai out of her element a little bit, but. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Um. Luke helped out quite a bit, and there was a little bit of, a little bit of fallout oh, from his right. whole marriage to Nicole for a little bit there. All right now we've got the attorneys there, which which were which gave. Um, uh, oh, I just almost called him Dean. It gave Luke a lot of really good lines in this episode. Yeah, dealing with his attorneys because it stands for everything that he hates. Yeah, and he doesn't want anything like which I thought was very right. interesting. Like, you know, he's like I just want to be done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I get the impression maybe he felt some shame about the whole thing. And just, yeah, didn't want to maybe so. delve into it. So, I think so. And I think it probably took a lot for him to admit that to Lorelai. That he mm. made a mistake. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think that was just something. There was something about how you could tell he just wanted to be over with. And the fact that the lawyers kept coming right. and bringing it up was, was yeah, a little, a little sensitive for him. But... I think he's so just. Have also... we ever? Oh, go oh, ahead. No, go ahead. Have we ever gotten into why exactly are they getting divorced? They just realized they shouldn't have done it. Yeah. I... Okay, because I remember that. I think from last episode they kind of talked about it, but kind of didn't. They kind of go over it a were little quickly, but it was basically like, oh, we got married and then we got divorced because we realized it was a mistake. So. Yeah. Which is fair, you know, mistakes happen. So better to find out now than down the road yep um yeah i uh I, I kind of felt bad for luke in this episode because yeah you know he's just a simple guy you know lorelei even mm -hmm. touches on it like she says he's a pretty simple guy he doesn't need anything right. like just wrap this up let it be so he just likes this what did she say he has this fishing pole and something else and that's all he needs yep but yeah, yeah she describes character perfectly i thought yeah um yeah, and yeah, I did like the the moment where Rory left uh, left home and got there, and then got homesick pretty much right away. You know, I'm annoyed I, at that that she sent like an emergency message. Yeah, with like twelve exclamation points, I was like, you don't do that to somebody. Y yeah, yeah. I saw that Lorelai got frantic. Yeah, but still, it seemed like that. I was like, come on, that's a little over the top. I think thirty minutes. Away. Like yeah, I think too. Also too, like Rory just probably like I don't know. 
this is the first time she's moved out and like living on her own. So I could see that being pretty intimidating for somebody. Mm-hmm. But right. uh, I thought it was I thought it was interesting that Rory just came back or uh, Lorelai came back and just stayed with her. I, I, I thought that was interesting. I was like thinking, wouldn't it be better for her to just be like, you kind of have to just adjust to this. Like this is your new life kind of deal. Yeah, one would think that it would be better to not, um, you know, be one of the girls at this yeah. party or whatever. But um, maybe but that gets that... into a little bit of like, this is them as as friends and not quite as mother and daughter because like the mother daughter relationship would probably be like, hey, I know this is tough, but you have to kind of get by this and adjust to it. But the right. mom, like, does the... she ask her roommates, is it okay if my mom stays in the dorm? I yeah. mean, it's yeah. So you were gonna say something? So it. It's, um, yeah, it just shows a little bit more about, you know, it's hard for them to let go. I mean, it's just been the two of them. Yeah. They're pretty tight on. But, yeah, is it really appropriate to be hanging out in the dorm? And, you know, and Rory doesn't want to tell someone it's her mom. Yeah. She just calls her the lady with the hairbrush. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we find out the next episode that they know her name and they know what the relationship is. Mm. You know, the other girls in the dorm. So, but know, I... they refer to someone as Lorelai. I think we're going to get a really interesting setup for this season too, where it's this idea that Rory has wanted to go to university for so long. And now that she's finally there, I think maybe she is going to start to develop a little bit of um, fondness or nostalgia for star solo, because, you know, mm-hmm. you get so used to, to being in a place like that, to go to right. somewhere else. Like, I think she's going to find out what the world's really like, and it's going to be really tough for her. Should we have a subscription to the paper? Yeah. The Stars Hollow Gazette. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough for her. I would, and I, I don't know if I think I predicted this, but I'm not sure, that I don't think she's going to graduate in four years. I think something's going to happen that's going to postpone. Um, because she's going to realize now that she isn't the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because now she's in this big pond. She's a little fish in a big pond. At, at children, it almost got to be the point where she was a you know big fish in a little pond. Yeah. I mean, she was the vice president of the student body, right? So she was valedictorian um, too. So. She's valedictorian. Now she's in a place where you know you're going to be there with a lot of people that achieved a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really interesting to see how her resilience. Yeah. Takes. And mm-hmm. if she's going to fall apart when she gets a lower grade. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that was her calling her mom to stay over was the big thing for me in this episode because I think it really does show that like for as prep as prepared as she was for Yale, she's not prepared at the same time too. And I think right. it'll be really interesting to see how she um deals with the uh, university and the challenges that it brings. Mm-hmm. So Right. Like she just had this face when the professor came out. I think it was probably a teaching assistant came in and just called him what like something freshman or whatever. Yeah. And she looked kinda of wounded. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, you might have a rough rough time in college. And then yeah. we have the, the classic trope of the giant dorm room. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can that's that's like the size of like, you know, a two thousand square foot house. Um, yeah. I just thought that was hysterical when you walk in the dorm room. I'm like, Oh, of course. Of course you have a giant dorm room. And I don't know if this was the case back then, but I remember when, um, but there used to just be, and not at Yale, but when I went to University of Florida, uh, they had, we stayed in barrack style dorms where it was like, 
um, two people to a room and, and one whole like wing shared a bathroom. Oh yeah. So and I know that that's changed now that there are suites and stuff, but I think the suites were just starting to show up around the time that this came out. Okay. So if you think about it, Yale probably doesn't, that's probably not a new dorm, right? So yeah. maybe they do have suites. I don't know. Somebody went to Yale and they can verify that yes, they have rooms like that. Mm-hmm. But it was, it's kind of like the friend's apartment, you know, it's yeah. like you're, that place was huge. Yeah. Well, like, of course they have a giant room. Of course. There's no way that would be realistic in real life. And kind of to touch on uh, Rory and her sort of, I guess, inability to let go of her mom and stars hollow. I think you get a little bit of that with Lorelai too. And not oh, yeah. as a parent, but like little things like that mattress say to me that Lorelai is trying to retain onto uh, the idea of what Rory is to her, which is like this innocent mm-hmm. young girl. And trying to do these things to try to like sort of keep her as innocent and pure as possible when we know that, yeah, Rory's going to go to college and she's going to change. And I think that's going to be interesting to see how Lorelai responds to that because. And when Lorelai came out of the empty house, that was just kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. that, That was one of my favorite moments because it's like, this is, you know. This is a new start for not just Rory, but for Lorelai too. She's gonna have mm-hmm. to find a way to reinvent herself as now as well. So, I didn't catch that, but the the mattress is a really good metaphor for all of that. Yeah, because the fact that she was yeah. wanting to bring in her own mattress, it it to me says that she's trying to preserve this idea of who Rory is, and even the idea that Rory would use this other mattress just bothers her. She wants Rory to kind of yeah, be be the way that she is. Right. So. Right. So, yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see how the relationship develops over time. Yeah, but I think that there's gonna there's gonna be some issue. I think I predicted this too. That there's gonna be some issue that they're gonna get into some kind of fight. I don't know if it's this season, but something's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much the episode. There's not a whole lot else that goes on. Not like it really needs uh-huh. to be too many subplots because really, you know, you're getting introduced to, yeah. Yale and because I mean we've been so used to Stars Hollow but now Yale's going to be a setting mm-hmm. for the show going forward so you know it's good that they introduced things that like you know all the new sets like their bedroom and or the the room they're in all right. that so yeah yeah it's been interesting to see what sets we never see again yeah because I would think that they're going to have to start cutting out something yeah um, and this is one of the rare episodes where we don't see Kurt and we also don't see Sookie nope no Sookie or no. Dean. Or No. This is a very much like a season one episode where you're like, here's the people. Here's yeah. The, you know, let's let's yeah. explain their character. Um, it was really just Rory Rory and Lorelai centric well and Luke as well. Um mm-hmm. so yeah. Which is not a bad thing, I think, because I mean ultimately these are the characters that are the most important to the show. I mean, mm-hmm. you can make an argument for yeah, Emily and Richard probably too and others, but I think at its core, it's like, yeah, these are the characters that are the big impetus of the show. And even though the setting changes, we're still focusing on them. So, Oh, yeah. We're um, Rory. I mean, uh, Emily and Richard weren't in this episode, were they? No. Although we do get them next episode. So Next episode. Next episode, we get a lot of them. Yeah. Yes. They made up for it next episode. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's get on to favorite and least favorite performance. Do you have a favorite and least favorite? I did not like Rory's performance in this episode. Mm. Something felt off. Yeah. Um, it seemed very... I can't think of the word for it. It seemed not realistic for uh, someone attending school for the first time. Um, mm. And again, you know, I mean, she is going 30 miles from, from home and her mom's there. Yeah. Right? But she's still having a full college experience. So there was something about it that just seemed kind of flat to me. Right. Now, what was your worst? Uh, I'm going to say, even though it's her first episode, I didn't like. Olivia Hack who played Tana. I just thought she oh, played yeah, I, either. <laughs> I thought she played the socially awkward part a little too hard. A little too heavy handed. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not saying this to be mean, but like she seems like she should not be staying there if she's that socially awkward. Like, I don't know. It's like she seems to like have no real social skills. I was like, oh, this is a little mm. troubling. I don't know. Just no, I mean, it's also Daniel Paladin, you know, so, so I'm sure he's probably not writing that character with any real uh, gravitas or anything, but... Uh, right, and she was just, you know, using what the material she was given, but yeah, I didn't like that character. I thought, it felt like, you know, like when they have a, a show where it's like a special guest, but it's like a relative of somebody on the show mm, or whatever? Yeah. It, I wouldn't say it's Sofia Coppola and Godfather, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was it was stiff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it felt like they just didn't have any dimension to it, which yeah. they could have easily. I mean, would have been interesting if she was if like Rory saw a bit of herself in her. I was mm-hmm. thinking that like that right. to me would have been really interesting if instead of uh, just making her this like socially awkward girl you more so kind of focus on like the fact that she's yeah like probably a pretty brilliant person if she's uh 16 and at Yale you know and maybe Rory sees a bit of herself in there like that could have been interesting but no instead it's just like she had no she was not good at socializing and it just seemed almost unfeasible that she would be like that she was playing for straight comedic effect yeah it could have been subtle yeah but Daniel Paladino wrote it, so. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, there's room to improve, but yeah, just not a good solid debut for that actress. Um, and then favorite, uh, I did really like Lorelai in this episode. Lauren Graham. That's what I said for favorite. Yeah. yeah. I thought she just did a great job of sort of portraying a lot of the emotions that Lorelai was going through. So like going back into the house at the end, like she really sold that just the, yeah, that look of just, it's just the house is empty. That was interesting too, because like, you just get this impression that like you, you, I don't even think I really thought about it too much until that point, but where, where I'm like, this is a new start for Lorelai too, because Rory's been her life for the longest time. And obviously still will be a big part of her life, but now since her, she was 16. Yeah. I mean, that's, now what do you do with your life, right? So, I don't know. They grew up together. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I just thought that was really interesting. I And I thought, yeah, mm-hmm. she really sold that part. 
where it's it's just a small little scene, but you can tell so much just from that one scene where it's like, yeah, she's she's on her own now. And uh, not in a bad way, but, like, she has to kind of find who the new Lorelai is now that she's not 100% a mother, right? So. Uh, and and of course Christopher doesn't show up for moving in. Like it's like he wasn't even brought up. No. <laughs> no. I, I mean, mean that would have been nice. Christopher's but... a bit of a flake, so I'm not too right. surprised. And we also know he didn't show up for, for graduation either. So. No. No. Jury's still out. He'll be out for Christmas, but probably. Nah, I it, it's interesting. I I think you know people who have like fathers that are inconsistent like that will say that this is how they really are like mm-hmm. this is not that uncommon it. where yeah they just yeah. oftentimes aren't there but then when they are there they come storming in and will kind of be like hey i'm here i'm here right but mm-hmm. it's more so that they're just not there consistently so that's something that the show does really well where it's like this is they could make christopher this like holier than thou character but they don't could, you yeah. know he's not there good for, for a good portion they're of the just time like he's Right, and they've kind of just come to accept that he's pretty much an absent father. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite reference from this episode? I thought it was interesting when they're talking about all the people, whether they're dead or not. They bring up Pat Summerall. That's a name I've not heard in a while. So he was a um, athlete, and they became a uh, a color announcer for football. I mean, mm. I think he just became a general announcer. But he actually was alive at the time. He didn't die until 2013. <laughs> so. Yeah, okay. and he's also he was originally from Florida, so Florida boy. There you go. Born and raised. So yeah, that's who the, that's who Pat Summerall is. I wouldn't expect a lot of people younger than me to know who that is. Mm. But yeah, he was alive at the time, and the other people they mentioned too were also alive. I yeah. It up. <laughs> well, not not all of them. Not all. I, I think, think like both people they mentioned, there was like Pat Summerall, and there was another one. That person was still alive, too. Yeah. I can't remember who it was, but... Yeah. Uh, Lady Bird Johnson and Pat Sterling. Lady Bird, she was also alive at the time. Yeah. Yep. She died in 20... Or 2007, and Summerall died in 2013, so... Yep. Um... Yeah. Favorite reference. Um... I did like the, um the reference that Luke makes when the guy asked for the name of the lawyer, uh, yeah. where, um, Luke says, uh, do we cheat him and how? So if you don't know, uh, that's a gag name, uh, for a law firm. So oftentimes old, it's old. Joke. Yeah. 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 Like in a way it's funny. Cause the joke is, is pretty well known. And I think that's why it was funny that the guy got it. But I think it was also just kind of funny that, like, you know, Luke would bother to go through the the, the carrot actually mentioned something like that. Right. So. Well, and the way he set it up, it almost didn't sound like it was going to be that joke. So I thought no. the way that they wrote it was pretty good. Yeah. That um, I was like, oh, he's doing the Dewey Cheatman how. Yeah. And there's a variation of that, too, of another law firm. I can't remember. Uh, but, yeah, I've had lawyers tell me that joke. Lawyers think a lot of lawyers think that lawyer humor is funny. There you go. Yeah, they don't get offended by it. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I just, I just thought his whole thing about you know you, you bleed people dry when they're invulnerable and all that stuff. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different attorneys. They're they're not just those kind of attorneys. Yeah. Um, but I I really like the 
the part where um uh she's she's like you know this is who he is he doesn't want anything he doesn't care you know and uh um, oh, for your favorite quote yeah my favorite quote was um they asked her if she was an attorney i think and he said no she's a carbon-based life form <laughs> basically stating that so basically he was telling the lawyers that they weren't human oh my gosh because <laughs> humans are carbon-based life forms so yeah. he's like no she's a carbon-based life form so i'm like oh he's fast yeah um uh... it seems like such overkill like that's that okay that part also was i was like come on mm -hmm. that just you know that was over the top yeah the whole attorney thing yeah because i would think that she would get in trouble for kind of doing that type of thing mm -hmm. um it i think that's like an abuse of power i think I, yeah um, but i also don't get like what did she think like if he said that he wasn't didn't want anything and then she sent lawyers like would that not provoke him and then maybe perhaps he would want more it's not a great strategy, no. And, no. you know, even if she said to somebody she worked with, hey, can you handle my divorce? I don't know if that's ethical for them to do that, um, to handle the divorce with someone. I don't know. I'm not an attorney. Um, but certainly to have three attorneys show up at his cafe or deli or whatever and then have them just sit there is pretty intimidating. Mm -hmm. um, so I would think that that would be outside her code of ethics to do that. Mm. Um so I don't know. Or me, it's just some guys in the law firm who are like, let's stir up some trouble. <laughs> yeah. I doubt that either. That whole thing seemed very contrived, and I didn't buy it. Yeah. Um, there was a funny line where uh, Paris was talking to Tana. I think that's how you pronounce her name, Tana. Uh, uh, yeah. And Paris says, so do you like your adoptive parents? And Tana says, yeah. And then Paris says, yeah. I think it's good to be adopted. If you get sick of them, you just dump this set and find the originals. I thought that was actually really telling <laughs> um, because, you know, you've got Paris who really hasn't attached very much to her parents. She no. attached her nanny, but not her parents. Yeah. But also part of me, like, just so, chuckled when I heard that. I'm like, I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> you can't just go and ditch them and find the original set. <laughs> it's, just... um, it, I think it was, it was kind of on brand for Paris. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why it worked so well. Was that was coming from her. Like mm -hmm. if, Rory had said a line like that. I don't think it would have been nearly as funny, but coming from Paris, it was right. just so pragmatic. I, 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 loved, right. I, like, I had a good chuckle of that line. And just so out of touch. And at, at yeah. first I thought she was making fun of her, but I was like, no, I think she actually, you know, like buys into that. Because mm. <laughs> to her, her parents, you know, are replaceable because she just hasn't, she has not had much of a relation with them. Her nanny, for all intents and purposes, is her mother. Yeah. Which that's got to be, heartbreaking to mm -hmm. have the person that's raised you just leave mm -hmm. so i it i i and i've seen throughout the show that paris has some attachment issues like avoidant attachment where yeah you you're kind of standoffish and you have a hard time getting into a relationship and difficulty with intimacy with others so she kind of has those signs yeah which makes sense because if you have parents that really didn't attend to your needs, um, yeah, that can be a result. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I just thought that was a funny line, and um, 
yeah, Paris is Paris. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we're seeing how Rari is kind of getting into things at Yale. It'll be interesting to see how Paris kind of adapts to Yale as well. Because yeah, and there's a line that Paris. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, you you go ahead. Paris had a. I don't. I wrote this down. I have no idea what this refers to, but Paris had a good line where she says, "I've accepted it," and I don't. I think it's from the the life coach. Like she's learning how to accept all this stuff, but you can mm-hmm. tell like it's just she's really not. Yeah. <laughs> Typical Paris was, fashion like, fashion though, where it's like two yeah, steps yeah, forward, she, one step back. She's like, I've accepted it, and you're like, No, you haven't. <laughs> yeah. I think even like there's yeah, a I, po- I, point where he makes a two steps forward, one step back kind yeah, of analogy. He three, and he actually said three steps forward, two steps back, or something, and I'm like, Huh? But, I'm like, Isn't it two steps forward, one step back? I thought that too. I'm like, it Seems weird. But, right, but maybe that's his brand of coaching. Maybe. Yeah. Cool twist on something. Yeah. Uh, let's see if we got any behind the scenes trivia for this episode. Um, uh, Is that really a Yale dorm name? Uh, I don't know if they say. Uh, oh, um, uh, when uh, Rory's on tour, her tour guy mentions post nine eleven. This is the first and only yeah. time the Gilmore Girls show uh, mentions Mention. 9-11. So. Ah, okay. We were, I think we were talking mean? about this on a previous episode. Like, when does... Do they ever mention 9-11? This is the only right. time. Right. And they have, like, throwaway references to stuff that mention current events. But, yeah, mm-hmm. not like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's... Um, what was the name of it? it Durfree or something that they called it? So they do actually they have a they have a Durfee. Mm. Durfee? I don't know if that's I think that's the name they call it, but that's an actual tournament, yeah. Yeah. That's the name. So um, I, I always wonder too, like how did that work with Yale? Like I'm assuming I'm assuming they didn't actually film it at Yale. If they did, that's pretty cool. But I think they um, filmed they some exterior there. stuff at another university, but oh, not okay. at Yale. Okay. Yeah. They, they found they probably found a place in California that looks older. Yeah, I think it was like a college but, of some type that kind I'm of assume, looked yeah. similar. But right. I mean, most I'm, of these I'm are sets. Assume. Like your your right. hallway that they shoot in the the room, like that's all a set. So. Right, right. And and I was wondering too. I mean, I'm assuming that they must have had to get some kind of permission from Yale because when you have a TV or movie, usually you have a made up university or I mean, like the the original 90210 they have like california university or something which doesn't exist you know like they, yeah. it's so they must have gotten permission from yale i just thought that was interesting that they had to actually ask them if it was okay to use their name but yeah. for yale i wonder if permissions went up i mean imagine so right like there were so many girls that watched the show when it first came out i'm sure they probably were like yeah i'm gonna go to yale Right, um, and I'm sure they couldn't portray Yale in a poor light. I mean, but they brought they've talked about Yale for a while now because you know that's Richard's alma mater. Yeah. So, but I'm sure there was an agreement they couldn't talk poorly about them. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, also interestingly a point where like you know Rory gets uh, upset that she's away from her mom and has to share a room and bathroom with the other girls. But then uh, she's done that before. She uh, did that summer program in D.C. So. Oh, that's right. We'll so. get little snippets of that. Yeah. Where yeah. She shared a bathroom with Paris. Yeah, so it's like she's, she's doing all that. But then if you think about it, they call back to that episode. But, like, 
she shared a room with Paris and yeah, bathroom as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that odd for her. Right. But so I, I guess she was also thinking of uh, Jess at that time. So maybe she was a little distracted. Oh yes, yeah, so, so um, what? Oh shoot, it was no drop of my phone. Oh, how many people are in the dorm? Is it just Tana and Paris and Rory? Yeah, I think they say there's one other girl but that's a runner, but we haven't seen her yet. Okay. Yeah. Do we see her? Or that's that's doing a spoiler. I think we do. I can't recall, but I'm pretty sure we do. I mean, the fact that I'm like saying that means she's probably a nothing character, even if she does show up. But I'm, I'm pretty sure she does. Well, I wonder if this is maybe setting up if they were going to do a Rory spinoff. I, but I also can't see them. I couldn't see them. Doing no, I think the show already is so focused on her. You, you don't need to f- spin yeah. it off because it's already pretty Rory centric. So. Okay, think... see how they integrate the two storylines. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any other mental health observations? I think just that it's it's hard leaving home, yeah. regardless of what your family structure is. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, I know that there are like kind of two camps of thought about this one is that you know should Lorelai have had Rory just you know adapt and not gone there mm-hmm. and then what because that kind of enables it or is it that they just have the kind of relationship where she needed her and she showed up um, mm. and you see that eventually Rory was okay with her leaving so you know kind of I think it really depends your opinion on that as to you know your background, your family, and your experiences with college. And, um, yeah. And, you know, again, she's 30 minutes away. If it was five hours away, I don't, that would not have happened. No. Uh, but, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty normal to feel homesick like that. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the life coach, those are not licensed therapists. Um, and I think Paris actually said that her therapist recommended that she got a life coach. Um, so, mm-hmm. Just a little bit about that is that they are not licensed therapists. They're not supposed to get into to um, you know psychological stuff with you. Like they're not supposed to talk to you about your past. Uh, okay. You know how your past influences your current behavior. Um, so that's a little bit about what a coach is, and they are not regulated in any state or province. Interesting. And okay. I think the guy that played the coach was the was one of the flight attendants in Bridesmaids. Oh really. That made uh, Kristen Wiig go to the back of the plane. Mm. We'll have to look this Pretty up sure now. that's the same guy. Yeah. If he's not, he looks a lot like him. He looks like a younger version of him. Yeah. I might I'll... Be what was his name again? I'm trying to remember. Life coach guy. Was he just life coach guy? <laughs> I thought he had a name, but I can't remember. He does have a name. Oh, it's a Terrence? Is it Terrence? Because she said something about Terrence. And I was like, that's yeah. not Jamie's her boyfriend. So I think it's Terrence. Okay. Let me see if I can look this up. But while I do, who, uh, what do you think of first score? I give it a six. It was kind of there. Um, it was just an introductory episode. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I'd give it like a five out of ten. It's it's okay. It uh, Like, I think the stuff that we notice is interesting because we have such a eye for these things but i think otherwise it's like yeah it's just kind of a eh, episode it's really just kind of transitioning rory to yale so we can kind of start on those storylines and uh yeah the actor's name is mitch silpa 
and he was flight attendant Stephen Bridesmaids. Oh, was I right? You were right. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, That's amazing. Yeah. He must I really like really He must really uh, like working with, with Melissa McCarthy because he was also in the heat. He played her uh, oh, dealer. Oh, interesting. Maybe they're buddies. Maybe yeah. Wasn't Melissa McCarthy in Second City? I wonder if they were in Second City together. They must have been. Because Oh that's yeah. interesting. I'm I'm really impressed with myself. <laughs> yeah. No, like his top four most known for on IMDB are all Melissa McCarthy movies. So Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, maybe they have a connection. Mm-hmm. And at this point the show's so popular that, you know, Melissa McCarthy's, you know, has, you know, some clout that she could bring people on, maybe. Yeah. So cool. And and I was looking at the, the IMDB ratings. This episode, out of all the episodes, um, this is actually one of the higher rated episodes on IMDb. It's an 8.7 out of 10. The other ones are 8, 7.9, 7.8. You know, there's a couple, there's an 8.6. It might actually be the highest rated episode of this. No, there's one other 9. Oh, and then there's a 9.0, so mm. 9.3. So it's one of the highest rated episodes, which I'm not really getting. Yeah, I... It was nice, but... Eh. I, I guess there are some moments that are, like, cute, like, when they're howling and all that, but I think that's, like, the stuff that a lot of people will will remember, but it's... Right. It's, yeah. For me, it's, like, it's not as memorable as... A moment for me that I really liked is even, like, the graduation at the end of last season. Like, that moment sticks with me far more than anything in this episode, so... Yeah. Teach his own, like I, I get it. Some people watch the show for different reasons and things, but that, yeah, that one would really stand out to me. Cool. Well, Steph is over at StephanieSarkis.com. Gaslighting is the book, and Talking Brains is your other podcast. And I'm over at ThreeAngryNerds.com, where you can find me almost every other day posting new content. And until next time, where we're going to talk about The Hobbit, The Sofa, and The Digger Styles. Bye for now. Bye.